Welcome to Stories from the Heart. I'm your host, Sandra McDevitt. Today on Stories from the Heart, the story of Samuel, a wealthy Jewish man who awaits the coming of the Messiah to free the people from Rome. He scoffs when he is told the Messiah was born in a stable. Stay tuned to find out if he has a change of heart when he meets the Holy Family on another Stories from the Heart. In Nazareth, the White City Night, cold and bleak and windy, was falling over Bethlehem, and the last of the great concourse of people who had thronged into the city during the day were straggling through the streets in search of shelter. There was a sudden hubbub and clatter of the people, and they quickly moved aside to make a way for several large camels. It is Samuel, the rabbi Samuel and his family, whispered one to his friend. You know that he is of the family of David. And they looked admiringly at his haughty, discontented young face. He was accompanied by his wife and children and servants. And the little party dismounted before a house more pretentious than its neighbors. And, worn with the day's hard travel, they retired to rest peacefully, all but the rabbi Samuel himself, who, finding sleep an impossibility, paced the floor until past midnight, and then, impatiently throwing a cloak about his shoulders, left the house. Aimlessly he wandered through the streets, thinking deeply of the history of his favorite race, its present debasement, and the long-promised Messiah who was to raise it once more. He burned with the hatred of Rome. He prayed that he might live to see her humbled by the Christ. The hour is at hand, he said aloud, Why does he not come? Impaled by the fierce, stinging thoughts within him, he walked until he had left Bethlehem behind and gained the solitude of the open country with its bleak hills and barren valleys. Suddenly, he was startled from his reverie. A band of uncouth men coming from the direction of the city were walking towards him. Hast thou heard the great tidings? asked one eagerly that this night the Christ has been born in the city of David? The Christ, Samuel exclaimed. But where and when, my friends, wondering how the rough and ignorant man beside him had received such tidings and not he? Earnestly, and oh so simply and reverently, the men poured forth their marvelous tale. They told him of the shining light which had illumined the heavens and the radiant angel who had spoken to them. They gave every detail of their visit to the Christ child and his holy mother, interrupting one another in their excitement and fear lest something should be forgotten. And then the little group stood for a moment with bowed heads, awed into silence by the deep significance of the events that had touched them so closely. At last, the eldest among them, uncovering his ill-kept head, said, We have seen the Messiah! Samuel listened with rapt attention to the story, but made no comment. Suddenly he laughed aloud, hoarsely, savagely. Our king, the king promised for so many generations, born in poverty and a stable, ridiculous. I'll never believe that, he cried, and abruptly left the astonished shepherds. But what he heard was not to be dismissed lightly. He could not explain its marvels to himself 
Still less could he believe the infant to be the Messiah. Hour after hour he restlessly paced the floor, until towards noon he slipped from the house and sought the stable the shepherds had described. A man, past the prime of life, met him at the door. Thou hast come to see the child, he said. Yes, Samuel answered, and following him entered and stood for some minutes gazing intently at the helpless babe and at the sweet-faced young mother in whose lap he lay. Then without a word, rudely and scornfully, he went away. Now ten years passed, for the Rabbi Samuel, years of sorrow, fiercely rebelled against of days and nights of never-ending conflict within his own heart. His wife and children had died soon after that fateful visit to Bethlehem, and he had since lived alone in gloomy grandeur. He was haunted continually by the shepherd's story and the scene within the cold stable, and he pondered over the holy scriptures, trying to satisfy himself that the infant of Bethlehem could not be the Messiah, and vainly watching for the mighty one to come, for well he knew that the time of his advent was at hand. Light dawned in his stubborn mind, and slowly its warmth melted his proud, frozen heart. The day came when he could hesitate no longer. On foot he traveled to Bethlehem to find the child. He inquired of the Khan, of his friends, of a poor laborer. No one knew anything of him. Many hooted at his story, and others told him that there had been a rumor of the birth of a king of the Jews the year that the people had been enrolled by the order of Augustus, but that Herod, jealous of his power, had commanded that all male children under two years should be put to death. So the infant in question was long dead. Samuel had recourse to the scriptures for a solution to the riddle and found it readily. He shall be called a Nazarite. Immediately the rabbi Samuel set forth for Nazareth. And upon entering the town, he fell on his knees. He asked a villager, In what part of Nazareth does the Messiah live? The uncouth fellow stared at him, and then he laughed. The Messiah here? was the only answer he got. Nothing daunted, Samuel walked on, and soon his attention was drawn to an old man with a strong, earnest face, feeble, bent, worn with care, perhaps too with privation, who was struggling painfully up a steep hill. Samuel offered him his arm, and he accepted its support, thanking him graciously in a few words. They went on in silence. Samuel longed to ask him about the Messiah. He thought that such a one would surely know, but he feared another disappointing answer, and so no word was spoken, until, as they approached a poor little house, the old man said sweetly, I am at home now. I thank thee for thy assistance. I find that I am growing feeble, and the way is long and steep. Won by his gentle manner, Samuel laid a detaining hand on his arm. Perhaps thou canst tell me, does the Messiah live in Nazareth? The man's face became radiant, and he answered humbly, Yes, Jesus the Christ is my foster son, and hurriedly entered the house, too much overcome to say more. While Samuel, but lately known to the world as the haughtiest of his proud race, 
reverently kissed the doorstep. The following day, he bought a cottage, small and poor, as were all those in Nazareth, but quite close to the hallowed one. Months passed, and still he lived there, plainly and quietly, reputed in the village to be a poor man. His principal occupation was to watch across the narrow road for glimpses of the Holy Family. His delight was to see the beautiful face of the gentle boy as he came and went at work or at play, but he never spoke to him. He dared not. He knows how hard I have been, how I rejected him, he would say to himself sadly. Often he watched his mother and soon learned to love her too. If he saw St. Joseph leave the little workshop alone and weary with a heavy burden, he would join him and insist on carrying it for him, but only if he was alone. At first the old man, afraid of imposing on him, protested against his frequent assistance until one day Samuel said earnestly, It is an honor to serve the Father of my Savior. St. Joseph never objected again but instead often told him of the child's obedience and wisdom and, above all, his loving heart. Samuel was not slow to observe that the little house worked constantly, and after years of idleness he was appalled at the recollection of his wasted life. He bought seeds and clumsily and unskillfully tried to raise a few vegetables. And when he succeeded, gathering the first fruits of his toil, he laid them at St. Joseph's door. Now one evening as he worked in his garden, after the heat of the long summer day had spent itself, he was startled by a light step, and looking up saw the child Jesus beside him, his arms full of flowers. I climbed to the top of the hill to get these for thee, he said, then added, because I love thee. And the strong man knelt on the bare earth, and with his heart overflowing with joy and peace and love, received them from the child Jesus. The next morning he was found by a villager, lying in his tiny garden, an armful of half-withered flowers clasped to his heart. Simon, the once unbeliever, but now believer, his face radiant with joy and peace, was dead. A short litany of the holy childhood of Jesus. O divine infant Jesus, born of Mary in Bethlehem, have mercy on us. O divine infant Jesus, wrapped in swaddling clothes, have mercy on us. O divine infant Jesus, placed in a crib, have mercy on us. O divine infant Jesus, praised by the angels, have mercy on us. O divine infant Jesus, adored by the shepherds, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, proclaimed as Savior through Thy adorable name, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, announced by the star, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, worshipped by the Magi, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, presented in the temple, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, embraced by the aged Simeon, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, revealed in the temple by the prophetess Anna, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, 
persecuted by King Herod, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, returning from Egypt to be reared in Nazareth, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, loved by all as a shining example of obedience, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, brought to the temple at the age of twelve, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, lost by Mary and Joseph on their return home, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, sought for three days with great sorrow, have mercy on us. O Divine Infant Jesus, found with great delight, have mercy on us. Christ, hear us. Christ, graciously hear us. Amen. Thank you for joining us on Stories from the Heart. Today's story, Nazareth, the White City, was written by Florence Gilmore and published in Messenger of the Sacred Heart. For a copy of this or any of my stories, email Sandra at AveMariaRadio.net. Stories from the Heart is recorded in the studios of Ave Maria Radio. I'm Sandra McDevitt. May God bless the rest of your day. Missed a show? Not sure if it came from Ave Maria Radio? Go to AveMariaRadio.net. A list of shows and hosts are there. And if you find the show you're looking for, you can hear the whole thing again by going through the Ave Maria Radio audio archives. For two years, we've recorded nearly every show from Ave Maria Radio. Just click on the audio archives message located at the center of our homepage. Now you even have more reasons to become a radioactive Catholic by going to AveMariaRadio.net.